2: Hello everybody. Happy Thursday to you. May 20th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Broca. Big Action. 96.1 FM, 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin kalen here on your Thursday morning. Feels great. It's going to feel like summer later on. Uh supposedly a more of a like May cool down next week where the highs are going to be in the low 80s and still, instead of the upper 80s. So so that'll be nice. But uh if you like hot weather, this has been the last few days for for you. But Roush, these mornings are great. Like I talked about yesterday, it just feels feels awesome. I had to. We're getting the deck stained, so I had to this morning move a bunch of furniture off the deck, and I was just like, "This is the perfect weather." I uh, would have rather been golfing, but uh, moving patio furniture second, a close second. <laughs> Uh,
0: see you're doing it all wrong TJ. You've got to stain your deck when it's uh, you got to wait until it's 120 degrees outside <laughs> and just and then you get to the point where you don't know if like, like am I is this sweat is the deck stain actually on me? Staining the deck is one of the worst chores to do. Now, I do feel like it's it's it, like if you get the sprayer, it can actually go back kind of quickly. But man, it is uh y I I don't blame you for paying somebody out and I'm not gonna make fun of you and call you Mr. Moneybags for doing well, so. Well
2: I, I that's what I was waiting for because I, I was I was gonna my first thought was like, Well, Roush, you know I'm not doing it myself, right? When you're talking about how hard it is and you have to wait for a hot sunny day. Did you ever go to my house in St. Matthews? Uh yes, yes. Okay.
0: We would uh record the
2: uh Kentucky Thons- yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Of course, yeah, we did that. Uh, That deck there, I stained myself with a few unfortunate friends of mine, and it sucked. It was horrible. There were multiple trips having to go up to the hardware store, and then everybody it was hot, like you mentioned. And then we finished it, and uh, like it, we didn't do a great job, all things considered. (laughs) Like, like it was, it started like chipping, you know, a few days later. Um, We did a second coat in some of the high traffic areas, but not everywhere. So then it looked a little, it was just, we didn't do a good job. I didn't do a good job. So I said to myself that I'm never going to do that again. And then the deck we have at my new house, not so new house, but that thing is a monster. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we expanded, we expanded onto, and Justin, you've been on the deck back there. There's no way in hell that would be, That would take me over, well over a weekend, to do that all by myself. So, no way in Hades. I don't even know what if there would have been a price too high for me to say no to. Because (laughs) staining decks sucks. There's no other way around it. It is it is one of the most miserable chores that you and like some of the things you do around the house, Roush, like yard work and uh, uh, you know, fix painting inside the house or changing out a ceiling fan or something like that. You get like a sense of pride when you're finished with it. The deck, you're just miserable. You're just tired. You're miserable. You're critical. You're like, you know, we kind of ran thin of paint here, and that spot's not where I wanted it to be. So, no, of course I'm paying somebody. They're going to do a great job. And by the time I get home from work today, my deck will be probably not, you know, good enough to walk on,
1: but it should be. Uh, it should look a lot better than anything I could do. If money's not an issue for you, TJ, may I suggest just taking up that deck, getting a Trex deck, then you don't ever have to worry about staining again. You know, yes. I, I
2: wish I wish you could have provided that uh, around this time last year when we extend when we expanded the deck. So the deck used to be this terrible radio. But when you came out the door, it just ended right there. And then so we extended it the length of the house. Uh, that would have been a good idea. Justin,
1: where the hell were you a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. My, my apologies. Hey, but uh, I know a guy. If you need one, my dad's a truck specialist. So oh, there you have it. Oh, oh my god, that's what it is.
2: Free plug here. Oh, uh, that's exactly what it is. So all your truck deck needs, you call JK's dad.
0: <laughs> that's right. I do. Um, the, I think the worst part about all the deck staining, I've got a crappy one. It's one of those things like, well, we're not going to be here very long. We don't need to fix it. And if we're still here next summer, that's going to end up happening. But the worst <laughs> part of all of the deck staining, though, is that you really have to lay it on thick. And like you can just. I got oh here it is i'm i'm laying this coat on and like it just the wood just doesn't soak it up at all it's very frustrating it can be awful the worst i've ever done was um i helped the high school girlfriend's family stay in theirs and they had an above ground pool so they had like the lattice stuff on the side and you want to talk about tedious and miserable oh yeah oh i
2: know know all about the lattice we had that at the other deck and then at the other deck we had so it had like a built in bench which I actually thought was pretty cool and I enjoyed but then it had like the what are they called not swivels but the little uh, you know the little like wood post why can't I think of it Anyways, it's similar to like a lattice, but they're just, you know, they're thinner wood posts and painting. And and we probably had about like 50 of them.
0: Just the worst. It was the
2: worst. Yeah, it was almost, you know, you you, like you couldn't just like get a big. Brush and just slap it on. You know, you had to be pretty meticulous coming around the other side, underneath. You not underneath the deck, but underneath like the 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 edges of the deck, like where you'd maybe put a beer can or something under there. It's just once you start, you realize all the little nooks and crannies you got to get knee deep into, and I ain't I ain't about it.
0: So we're not making fun of money bags, TJ today. So you did it, buddy. You found we we all found common ground in chores we hate doing. Up next. Uh, foods we hate,
2: right? No, no, no. Uh, like, yeah, uh, you, 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 never know where this show's gonna go, but uh, it is, it is summer radio. We do have plenty to talk about. Well, day two, probably talking about another U of L scandal. Roush. I was happy that I only had a few, a few inspections yesterday because that meant most of the day I was able to stay in the office and listen to local radio, and oh, it was. It was great. It really was. It probably wasn't. It probably didn't meet the expectations of what I thought it was going to be. But it wasn't too far off. And and you know we we're not afraid to talk about other shows. And we don't really. It's kind of like a radio no no. But you know we don't care to do that. Uh, I guess we're, we're I guess we're we're the we're the bad boys of radio. Yeah. You you too. Which which local show do you think was the most interesting? Given the news of Dino Gaudio and U There's a lot on a lot of different stations. Okay. Who, who, who do you think because there is one that was far and away. And like I I I I would never do this, but I would almost like recommend listening to a competitor because this like first 30 minutes was unbelievably electric.
0: So I I listened to uh Pat 40 on with Andy Sweeney, oh my and, gosh, and the response afterwards because you know Forty's normally one of their guys, but now that he's coming after them, they lost their minds. So that was that was kind of fun for a little while, like having Louisville fans be very mad at Pat Forty. It's like ah, been there, done that.
2: Yeah, uh, that that was entertaining to see as well. You've all seen you of all fans like start to hate him, and uh, Pat kind of doubling down. That was enjoyable. Justin, do you have a guess? I was going to guess Sweeney too.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, My, my other guess would be Bobby V because he
2: was pals with Dino. It was Bobby V and it wasn't really even particularly close that, that, that was electric. I mean, he, he basically kind of took up for Dino and, Mm. uh, you, you know, he 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 covers he makes sure to cover his bases. But if you wanted to like pull some quotes out of there, he called Chris Mac. I don't know if I can he called him a prick. I don't know if I can say that on air or not. But like yeah, it, sure you can. That was electric. And I was like, you know, this dude works for U of L. And he was complimentary to <laughs> Mac, and he was like, He's been nothing but nice to like our interactions, but you talk to other people and and he he spilled all these beans. I mean, it was really really behind the scenes stuff. Said that Dino and Mac got in this huge shouting match, and Mac was was you know confronted him and said, "Why are you acting like you're the head coach? You're not the head coach." And like just painted this picture of nothing but messiness. And uh, and then he you know he took a run at everybody that thought Dino was a bad hire. He was like, "Unless you said." That he was going to be a problem on his way out. You were wrong if he was a bad hire, Uh, which of course is nonsensical. Like he still got fired. Yuval still missed the tournament. Yuval's recruiting was not doing well. Like you can, it could, you could still be right by saying, "Hey, I didn't like that hire when they hired him," and it not be because you thought that he was going to try to extort the university on his way out. But highly recommend those first thirty minutes because, ooh. Man, it paints a scene of a lot of unrest at UofL uh, with Mac, with assistant coaches, with kind of a struggle for power. And there is no doubt there is this divide with older generation Louisville fans. They are more, well, the classic UofL. Here we go again. Chris Mack, he's just underwhelming after underwhelming. And this this is his fault. And then you get the younger crowd. Maybe like the the young adults into you know into people in their twenties, and I don't know about teenagers. Who cares? But they're more like Dino is terrible. The, he he. We were the victim again. You know, U of the victim, like the Adidas scandal. We mm-hmm. were the victim. Mac and U of did what they were supposed to do. I guess forty lays in with that much older crowd because he is an older fella. But uh, that's where the divide is, Roush. It almost seems like an age divide of younger fans hey, this sucks, it is embarrassing, but Mac and all did the right thing. It's just ugly. It had to come to this. The older crowd, this is another indictment on the University of Louisville men's basketball program, and Mac should be embarrassed with how everything unfolded. That's the divide I got from listening to far too much local radio yesterday.
0: Well, in the, I think the third category is the, the scandal-fatigued fan that's just kind of uh worn out from it and Mm -hmm. it's just like let's 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 get the hell of this over with that's usually the casual fan like my wife and when you know she had to get like her tires new tires or something yesterday so we're in the car uh you know a couple times together going through this stuff some of it is she's surprised it's like oh gosh they're still talking about this and i'm like oh yeah that's it (laughs) <laughs> this is not going away anytime soon, baby. Uh, <laughs> but, but the part that we can't get the, the, like the missing piece of this equation. And maybe that's where Bobby V could have some clarity because he could provide some more context throughout this entire season because it's one thing to have a closer relationship with somebody you work with. And then they, you get in a fight and they take things too far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so and, and we brought that up yesterday but the the part that we can't get is like we, uh, why go to the fbi to throw this guy like make him face federal prison that especially when especially when you can like the uh, any bringing up this headline is just dragging everything else back up that happened before your tenure. It's, it's not just bad PR. It's really bogging down the entire program. So I don't know why something had to have happened that made Matt go nuclear
2: because I do think to to an extent. Yeah. No, Justin, I want your thoughts on it as well. That's the big question. It's like, why couldn't this have been handled in-house? Why couldn't they have gone to Dino with all this information and said, listen, buddy, you, you made a threat against us. We're a public institution here. Uh, and we got more resources than you're ever gonna have. We got you on recording and we got the we, you know, we've got obviously the text messages. It's kind of embarrassing that you'd be dumb enough to not think that you know written information would stay here. We got you on the recording. Was it a slimy thing to do? Yeah, but you doubled down on it. So we're happy that we did it. We have all this information here. You're you know, you could almost come back and extort him. Extort the extorter and say, right. "Listen, we don't want to do this. We don't want to go to, we don't want to go to court. Just shut up and move on with your life." And let's let an embarrassing, and I will say this about Bobby. He was like, that. It, it was Dino was in the wrong. Like, you know, him, it was a, it's funny. Like people are painting this as like, yep, he does, He deserves to go to jail, put him away. And then other people were like, well, it was just an outburst. It was just, a, he had a bad day. It was just a bad outburst. I guess it just kind of depends on how much you like Dino or how much you dislike Dino on which side of the coin you're, you're going with there. But it, it is. I would love to hear why of L. And maybe we'll get an answer on this, Roush. Why U of L didn't just present all the evidence they had against him and said either we're, ta- we're either this getting real messy or you're shutting up and going away. Which one do you want? Which road do you want to go down? And I I, I could almost guarantee. Uh, I don't know Dino. I think maybe I have said hey to him at a U of L game one time, uh, but certainly don't know him by any stretch of the imagination. I would feel confident in him taking the I'm going to go away option instead of oh yeah let's let's bring in maybe a federal prison into the equation.
1: So that is the big question. Why didn't UofL want to keep this under wraps? In my opinion, with the way Louisville has been um, as a university the past few years with all the scandals and whatnot, this was an opportunity for them to do the right thing and do the right thing in the public eye, at least in in the way that they saw things playing out. It was a chance for them to police themselves. Um, not get anyone else involved granted the FBI did get involved or uh, supposedly is getting involved but still in my opinion I think it was just a a position where Louisville was put in to make the right decision after years of not making right decisions but I, I just don't know that it was executed well
0: so you what you're saying is that they now have an extortion policy at Louisville because it happens so often over there they're like well whenever our college basketball coach gets extorted this is the rules that we got to go to and they were just being <laughs> rule followers like you know what all right well like the hr yeah god bless the human resources person over at U L athletics He's like give that guy a race he should be the highest per- paid person on campus
2: yeah, I don't know if it was WDRB or the Courier Journal, but somebody that worked at one of those places tweeted out, and they were like, "the the UL sports beat and our like federal justice beat is really starting to go hand in hand here as of late," <laughs> uh, which is which is pretty funny. And, and that was kind of Pat Forty's point. And to be honest with you, Pat Forty is a huge goober. And by the way. I think that, I bet there's a little in-house drama at our friends at the Hyperbole because there were just different takes on each side of the spectrum here. Oh, and they and, were getting and, did they get oh, personal? It was getting kind of personal. Oh yeah. man! Like if people wanted to kind of if they go back and listen, and if the egos aren't checked, uh, I bet that there could be some interesting conversations with with people there. You'd flip over to you'd flip over to Sweeney. And he'd be like, well, Pat Forty wrote an article I didn't like. And then you'd go over to 93.9 and they'd be like, it's just, it was Pat Forty writing that article that I didn't like. <laughs> and it was like,
1: ah, <laughs> oh my gosh,
2: this is electric. It really was a, uh, it was a memorable radio day. And now I felt like we started it off on the right foot, had Orlando and Antigo on the show and just had a real old grand time yesterday. Ah, uh, taking it all in, but that was kind of Pat Forty's point. Is listen, even if you think that these violations aren't a big deal, and that was the U of L spin yesterday, was like every school's going to have some violations. It's really small things that happens everywhere. I actually took this as a sign that we're doing things the right way, which is like classic U of L logic. You get accused of cheating, and this is signs that you're doing things the right way. Which actually probably is the most fitting sentence some of those folks maybe have ever said. But that, that's their spin, is that, like, oh, this is so minimal. Stuff like this happens everywhere. We are doing things the right way if this is the only thing wrong. Which it's like, well, no, you're, you're, you're not, but you aren't cheating your faces off anymore. So I guess, you know, slap on the butt for that one. But he said even if you think that there's so, such minimal violations, even if you think that, like, it's not even worth the NCAA's time, which, again, if it's any other school, it's probably really not – but I still think one of those is a level could be technically a level two violation, which uh, ain't n- when you're on probation, not not the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But his overall big point was, if you're U of L, why did you make this so messy? Why like why would you go this direction, which does come off as a little bit of like a Dino butt slapper take? Uh or, or you're at least a fan of Dino, and you didn't want it to get so messy. But I do think there is some truth to it. And like, if you're, and that's the question that I look. I wonder if we'll get an honest answer for. If you're U of L, why did you want, why did you want to be in the headlines again? Because you knew what was going to happen if you followed through on this. And you could say, well, U of the victim. U of the victim. What you want Dino Gaudio to spend two years in federal prison because that's what he faces. Is that like what was Louisville's end goal here to get out in front of it? okay right, you're right. you're out in front of it, and look what it look what has happened now you're you're back in the headlines for another embarrassing scandal so i I think Pat's point about that at least deserves an answer from U of l. Why did it go? why did you take it this far?
0: and how how is this happening through every regime? <laughs> like uh cause because that was another one of his points is it's like, hey, if you get in trouble, these are the kind of This isn't just at UofL. Pretty much everywhere, when somebody gets in trouble, people get fired, they get reprimanded, and there's like a basic kind of deal that you follow, and it's still following them. Maybe there's just um, something in the Ohio River water ever since they moved to the Yum Center that they're pumping it straight from there, and they're just getting like, you know, deer hair and sticks and gunk, and it's just clouding their brains and it's making them all go insane.
2: Oh, I don't know whatever the hell's going on, but I can say it's entertaining to watch from afar. I do think, you know, I think I've probably said this about five years ago. I've been doing radio, big exports radio for a good long time now. But I do think I I said like five years ago, there's going to be a day where Louisville has scandals behind them and we'll look back and we'll just be like, my gosh, what a wild, wild time at the University of Louisville. Like this, it was this, and then it led into that, and then it led into this, and then it led into that. Well, I guess, Roush, we need to push the timeline a little further back because we're not, we're still not out of the woods yet. I mean, it is crazy that all this stuff goes on at a athletic department the same athletic department, two different extortion scandals, two. Oh man, it's, it's pretty nutty. Uh, I yeah I you know I, I'm just really really happy that Kentucky. It's while a nine and sixteen season was not fun whatsoever. At least at least it's not the headaches off the court. You know, it certainly yeah. makes you appreciate what you have. It does. Yeah it uh, it really does. And that's another thing. I had some of my all friends be like it, it, for as much trouble as we've been in you'd think we'd be winning more like you'd think that'd be <laughs> like you'd have some you'd have some show for it and uh we ain't got squat we, we, we were a team that didn't make the insula tournament they haven't had a real run in the insula tournament since 2015. It's like Claude Bassett with Kentucky football. You're cheating, and it's getting you nowhere. Uh, it's just uh, it makes no sense when you do it that way. So there's a little update on the U of L stuff. I I don't know what's next, Roush. Any idea? Like, it, is it Dino's court dates, court hearings? Uh, I don't. You know, it's shocking that Vince Tyree hasn't come out and said something about something. Um, uh, you figure aside that he a statement, he, yeah. Yeah, you figured he'd already have a couple of press conferences knocked out of the way by now. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, 17 or so by now. But uh, mm-hmm. I do think that, so that was just the initial complaint. I don't know what the, I feel like at some point we'll get, like, a discovery process or something. I'm sure he'll get arraigned in court. Uh, that'll be, like, the initial uh, but, but in federal court, I, I don't know if it's any different than how circuit court works. It's typically it'd be he gets a reign then they do a discovery. Then we find out all sorts of junk. Uh, and that's whenever they usually start playing out is whenever the like the recording surfaces. I want to hear that recording because also that's another thing, too. How do you like How does their relationship get to a point where Chris Max like, I got to record this guy because I think he's going to say something he's going to regret like what, what,
2: who what? Goodness gracious. Well, I'm sure they probably got the text. My guess is they probably got the text messages and they were like, oh my gosh, this dude's lost his marbles. And they probably said, you know, let's just call him. And if he still has the same attitude, let's record it just to be safe. But let's see if he still see- feels the same way. And I bet they called him with the recording, and he was just like, yeah, I ain't backing down. Uh, Bobby V told a story, and he and he, he's taking a break from radio for the chemo treatments, and we wish him nothing but the best, and we'll be thinking about him all along the way. And he really went out with a bang for his last show for the next few weeks in a, in a big way. But he told a story about when Dino was – let go from wake forest. They brought in a new AD and uh, Dino did not handle that well. Like he was emotional and maybe said some things he shouldn't have said then. And, and he went as far as saying, even when he got to U of L and they play against wake forest, that game would mean a lot more to him. And like, he'd act a little different when, when U of L would win and it would kind of just be in a, a different mood about it. So I, I'm starting to learn that maybe, you know, Gaudio is a little vindictive. And He's a spicy
0: ha- Italian.
2: He doesn't handle things well. And then supposedly another personality at at uh at the hyperbole Roush does not like it if you make Italian jokes in this situation. He thinks Why? it's the the only ethnicity that can still get made fun of, and he was not happy about it at all. That supposedly right. in short people jokes. He says those are the only two things that can still get made fun of, and nobody, nobody ever, nobody ever really realizes that it can hurt people's feelings.
0: Yeah, because they're jokes. Like, jeez. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder who could be very mad about the short people jokes.
2: The Italian thing. I don't think Italians get made fun of. I think Italians get like praised in one area. If you kind of fear, and they get. they're they they get praised they get complimented for their food like the worst thing about them is that yeah they are like a little uh a little passionate maybe a little a little loud it's very
0: it's a very italian thing to do to like get overly mad that somebody's poking fun at you it was like didn't one of the cuomo brothers uh like in being made fun of for being italian is being called the n-word it's like no You, that is a false equivalent. If I ever heard it, like get the hell out of there with that nonsense.
2: Well, if an Italian feels like they are being, um, made fun of, then people should not, but like to say that that's the, like the Irish Irish enter the chat, right? Like if you're going to say that Italians are the only people that have negative stereotypes, um, false and you could really go down the list of pretty much anybody uh and find a negative stereotype but yeah
0: yeah. but also like this isn't 1920 where there are marginalized people like that's not no like you're you're an american who just has an italian background you're not still speaking it and coming from sicilia when you had your civil war like no this this is not this is not just shut it just can it can it and then serve up that good gravy with a bunch of meatballs and a spaghetti
2: oh roush just stared cancel culture right in the eye and said <laughs> you know what you you can suck it you can... <laughs> all right let's go to a break we'll come back uh we'll start getting in the text line we'll t- we really rushed through it yesterday so we'll, we'll take a little bit more time with it today uh we The fact that UK may be adding more players, that was big-time news coming from KRC yesterday, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, maybe Roush has a football update for us with the DB's coach. We'll see if he's got anything there. I know some people are setting visits, which are exciting, so we got a lot to get to more UVL news, but unrelated to what happened yesterday. A lot of good stuff. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and our favorite Hoosier dingus, Justin Galen We'll be right back.
0: I'm not one to say, "Oh, the loss of South Carolina is a good loss, a moral loss." Blah blah blah. But you know, you gotta get beaten down a little bit. Say, boy, you cover. I say you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. (laughs)
2: Welcome back. your Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. You may be asking yourself, I'm looking for a rare, large diamond, but I just don't know where to go. Genesis Diamonds. Easy answer. They know diamonds. They've got the largest selection. and First and foremost, two to ten carats. So they're going to have something in your range. They're precious diamonds straight from the diamond cutters offered direct importer prices. So you're not having to pay the middleman. There's no upcharge. You're basically getting what you should be getting for the price that the that the that the middleman gets it at. you're eliminating that you're getting a better price than you're going to find anywhere else. The jewelry stores in the area, some say in the state. Some say in the region, and Roush, Genesis Diamonds will say it for the entire country. They're on Shelbyville Road, next to Trader Joe's, Genesis Diamonds. They are diamonds. I'll right. say it for the whole wide world, the galaxy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some other planets have some some things we don't Primi know Prove Exactly, Yeah. But then you're going to pay, you're going to pay alien fees for that. It, it really does add up, but our friends of Genesis, they're much closer. They're much easier to deal with. And, uh, you're going to, you won't be disappointed when you check out our friends, official jewelers of the university of Kentucky.
0: I've got a question for you, TJ.
2: I got an answer.
0: Well, you, you text us pretty late. Were you up late watching the Lakers and the warriors last night?
2: No, I was not. That was just a waking up in the middle of the night, had trouble falling back asleep. So I was kind of reading some emails and just uh, on my phone for about an hour before I could fall back asleep. But during that hour, I I did watch uh, a very sped up fourth quarter of the Lakers game. So I, I didn't see the entire game, but I did see, I thought the Warriors had them. And of course, LeBron goes flopping and does LeBron things. And yeah, he hit the 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 deep three from what, about like 26 feet, 27 feet? Very deep three, yeah. Super deep three that put the Lakers ahead. But I did it. I I bought into the fact that I thought the Warriors may actually pull it out. I was trying all my jinxes. I even threw 20 bucks on the Lakers, uh, given five points. So I lost that bet, unfortunately. But I really just wanted, one, the Warriors versus the Suns would have been an awesome series. I think more fun than what the Lakers-Suns is going to be, unfortunately, for Phoenix. And then I wanted to see Lakers versus Utah because I think that would have been a more fun series. But but the Warriors-Utah will be good. The Warriors are going to have to beat the Grizzlies. Uh, the Spurs made that game interesting in, in the early cap. Did you watch any of the NBA last night, Nick Roush?
0: Yes. I, I got probably most of the fourth quarter of the Spurs Memphis game, saw Keldon Johnson hit some threes. Uh, and I, I made it. I don't know if I made it to halftime of the Lakers game or not by the time I fell asleep, but it was just it was way too late, way too late to have a basketball game. But I, I miss a lot. of I, I missed the part where the Grizz pulled away from the Spurs because I was putting on, like it was overtime playoff hockey series was tied one-on-one between the Caps and the Bruins. And it's not Doc Emmerich, but Kenny, Kenny Albert's got a real hockey kind of sounding voice as a commentator. So I was, you know, kind of enjoying it. And that game had the worst ending you that like you could possibly have. They're in the second overtime. And, you know, overtime playoff hockey is pretty, uh, you know, you're white knuckling it. And there's a lot of anxiety. It's golden goal. First one to score wins, sudden death. And they lost because the goalie, the goalie went to leave the puck behind the net for his guy. And the guy just didn't go for it until he realized that the dude for the, the, the Bruins was going after the puck. It was a miscommunication. I'm, I'm sure it was something with like the 100 hours wearing on him. And the guy for the Bruins just scoops it up and slaps it in before the goalie really has a chance to react at all. It was such a brain fart. I can't even, I don't even know what to liken it to. Because it, I mean, it wasn't an own goal, but it was. It, you know what? It was kind. Of, it was kind of like when um, the U.S. tied England in soccer. When the goalie duffed that one that rolled back in the World Cup a few years back, and then they didn't move on. That's kind of what it reminded me of. It was just so stupid. Uh, I, I felt bad for him.
2: Yeah, that was twenty ten, right? Where we we tied England, and people in England just like. Lost their minds. Yeah, you would have thought that they had gotten bad battle news after World War Two or something like that. Because I think I think devastated. we moved
0: on because of it too. Like that was their way of keeping us out. But since we tied, we could beat Algeria and then move on.
2: Yeah, that World Cup that was electric. And by the way, little uh, soccer update. Louisville City is hosting San Diego, the coach of San Diego, Landon Donovan, on Saturday mm. night. So, there's a little part of me that wants to go and just thank Landon Donovan for all the uh, all the good USA soccer memories isn't, he provided. Isn't he like a
0: part owner, too?
2: I don't know. But they were the team that, I guess, I, I think it was last season. Could have been two seasons ago. You know, pandemic time changes but they were playing and they have an openly gay player and somebody on the other oh, team Oh
0: yeah, I remember so, going over this.
2: So yeah. they just they forfeited the game right there on the spot and uh, and it cost them a playoff spot. They were going to they were going to be in the playoffs, but since they lost and with the, how the the every and you uh, people were like USL you need to let them in. They did the right thing and so he he was the coach when all that went down and uh, people were actually proud of the way he stood up for his player and proud of what he did. I I thought it was kind of unfortunate to take away a playoff opportunity from all your other players, but – if that's what the team wanted to do, then, then that was the right call in that situation. But yeah, I do. Be-
0: I, I do think he's like part of the ownership group too, which it's like, well, so how do you fire him <laughs> when he starts sucking? You know?
2: Well, I guess we'll have to go ask uh, the people, at Papa John's, how you handle yeah. something like that.
0: Yep. Yeah, you go to the FBI and get charged <laughs> with extortion.
2: Uh, that's uh, that, that's one way to go about it. And then racing Lou plays Friday night in, in Louisville. So it's a, uh, it's a double soccer night in Louisville this weekend. Friday and Saturday, Lynn Family Stadium will be a poppin'. But no, I didn't get to the playoff hockey, Roush, but mm. my, my I've got a group of friends that they just live and die by it.
0: The overtime is, is where I mean it's fun. I mean, and I, I feel bad in that the same way with hockey and with basketball is it's like, well, once it gets to the fourth quarter overtime, then I'm in. And, Justin, you stayed up for it all. I I was completely zoned out watching the first half. I just – I don't know what it is, but I just don't – I don't know. I just can't – it's hard It's hard to convince me to care to watch bas- NBA basketball until the fourth
1: quarter, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's A team could be up 20 in the first quarter like the Warriors were and come back and lose. I mean, they got up, I think, 12 in that first half at one point. And my roommate looked at me and he was like, Well, Lakers aren't the favorite on the money line anymore. And I was like, That's because they're begging you to take the Lakers on the money line. I mean, and I get I get that, Nick. I mean, it's fourth quarter is when all the action happens. Teams actually play, they play defense, um, they're making more shots. Fourth quarter NBA basketball action, especially in the playoffs, is where it's at. But yeah, yeah I mean, and hockey's I- the same way. I mean, hockey, I'm with you on that as well. Once it gets into overtime or the third period, if it's a close game, hell yeah, bring it on.
0: I think part of it for me, too, is, which is sad, but I almost need to have some action on it to have the motivation to really root for one team or another. But I don't know the NBA well enough to just, like, risk losing money over it to care. So I'll, I'll wait a little bit later. I think it's dumb that they're like, these are the play in games, but it's not the playoffs. Because Mark Stein tweeted out that this is the first time that the Spurs have ever missed the playoffs in back-to-back years.
2: I'm like, no, these are the playoffs. Like, you changed this, NBA. These oh, can't. gosh. Oh, no. So, you're telling me we're going to have, like, another first round of the NCAA Tournament's the play-in games, but it's techn- – and then the first round's the second round. And yeah, we, got, yeah, we, got, yeah. we got that situation going on here?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. So, they're saying that the Spurs technically didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, yes, this is the play- – like – I know they're not a one through eight seed, but they're a nine or a ten, and you made this happen, NBA. It's your in it. Yeah, and
1: but, I saw I saw a stat the other day posted after that Celtics game. It came up and it said uh, Jason Tatum's fifty points is the most ever in NBA playoff game, or NBA no NBA play-in game. Sorry. So they didn't say it was the most in the playoffs. It wasn't the most in the regular season, obviously, but it was the most in a play-in game.
2: As long as we all get on the same page with it, I'm cool with what we decide. Now, my decision is, it, I, it's, it, it's not the playoffs.
1: Oh, it's okay. not the playoffs. Okay. Wow,
2: because you're you, you are literally trying to play into the playoffs. Like this is just an it's almost like the in baseball if two teams tie for and you have to like we had it happen I think we've had it happen a couple times over the last decade which is pretty rare but like where you have to play that extra game to see who gets in and who doesn't get in that's almost like what this is it's just they've marketed it and made it an event so I don't love that Justin I don't love that they're going to go down the and play in game history like okay I don't need play in game just count it as like a like a special regular season game if you will but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with the stats of that. I guess maybe you do have to create your own category, but it's you are technically playing to get into the playoffs, so I guess technically it's not the playoffs. I don't know. We need to talk about this on a Wednesday, I think.
0: Yeah, much more suitable for a Wednesday conversation.
2: But tonight we have the Pacers and Wizards. That's at 8 o'clock. The Wizards. Wizard leaves town the they are three point favorites they're playing for the eight seed meaning the winner will get to take on the 76ers wizard 76ers could be fun pacers they just don't do it for me but they're 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 a solid team as well they beat the snot out of the hornets and then tomorrow night we'll get grizzlies warriors nine o'clock start but roush on a friday night that's not the worst thing in the world
0: no um but i mean does anybody expect the grizzlies to beat the warriors
2: no, but maybe John Morant no, will like have a big half or something. I don't know. You're, you're right. You're, you're totally right about that. It was
0: kind of weird to see Keldon Johnson like he was guard. He was tasked to guard John Morant for a lot of it, and but just like to see Keldon out there holding his own, good for him. I hey, yep. That Spurs team was not a Spurs team.
2: <laughs> well, they're they're missing good players. Uh, they normally have more good
1: players, like Rudy Gay.
2: Rudy Gay, what, you're still in the NBA? How,
0: yeah.
1: How about Pop with the old Trevor Kelsey haircut?
2: Oh, oh God. I, I he did not see that. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't cut it in
1: 18 months? Oh, my gosh. Pop's hair was past his shoulders, just like the long, white, flowing locks. That's exactly what Trevor's doing. Exactly. I mean, he, he literally looked like Trevor. It was just white instead of gray.
2: Is Popovich, is it kind of like cigarette stained? You know what I'm talking about?
1: That I can't confirm.
2: Like, have you ever been to a house that, like, clearly somebody smoked in and the walls kind of have that, like, grease on them, Yellow-y, if Yellowy, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Trevor's hair has it. So did Pops No. No, nope, I didn't see it. Mm, okay. Well, he better start smoking about two packs a day if he wants to live up to the great Trevor Kelsey. Uh, Roush, I say we go to the text line here, shall we? Oh uh, sure. We can go to the text
0: line, we can go to a break, whatever you want to do, pal. No, we're gonna do the daily double. We're oh, doing... oh wow, we're doing it big for the city. TJ needs a little extra time to move more furniture off the deck.
2: <laughs> How much uh, furniture do you have on the deck? Good one. Well, Lord. you gotta remember it's just me doing it, but we we have like twelve chairs. I think we've only had like one time where we've had enough people to sit in all those chairs, you know. <laughs> but but just in case. <laughs> Just in case people come over, you need the 12 chairs. Uh, there's also another story with that, but we'll save it for another day. A Texer says, Kentucky looking better and better for next basketball season, and the dumpster fire that is University 6 is trending even more downward than we could have imagined. It's got me wondering what Eric Wood is thinking about that silly video he posted in December. What a dork. He and Mac can suck it. Hmm. Man. It does seem like any time even U of L does get some good news, it's
1: it, it's oh, short lived.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's like if I was a U of L fan, I'd be scared to go out and celebrate because you who knows what's just around the corner for Scandal University.
0: Right, right, right. Um, man, and it would be kind of sad if the only thing that Wolver got out of the Chris Mack run was a first round loss to Rick Patino's kid and two really bad videos. People forget you had the one where he was like, that's true. actually John or whatever the hell it was. It was so bad.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. It, like it, it, there will be a time also. I said that we'll look back and you all won't have scandals, but I also think there'll be a time where it's like, so you've all went from Bobby Petrino rocking and rolling with Lamar Jackson and Patino doing Patino stuff. And Tom Jurich just taking any amount of dollar he could from anybody. It, it, to be fair, to make the university better or to make the athletic department better, while also lining their pockets, but that's okay. Uh, to Satterfield and Chris Mack, and then Scotts Tops whining about L's down, and then Chris Mack making goofy videos. It's just a different era, you know. It's a different time. It's like they're they're trying to recreate the magic when U of L was rocking and rolling. It's just you got two goobers to try to do it.
0: Mm, big-time goobers. Like, to the point where you could pronounce it goober, because they're just such goobers.
2: Texter says, multiple mustards, pickles, peppers, relish, roush, you know, ball.
0: Oh, yeah, and when tomato season comes around, too, whew, I there's something about, like, because turkey's a pretty plain meat for the most part. Uh, man, turkey... Get adding a tomato to a turkey sandwich just really just ah, really adds to it and I'm I'm, I've realized too I got off my my diet for March Madness and uh just through Derby so you know basically I did three good months and I've just been a piece of crap ever since so I'm trying to make myself eat more salads so I'm buying like the kind of good stuff to put in there like, oh, this'll this'll kind of sex it up a little bit. So it makes me oh. want to eat it for lunch. Oh
2: yeah. And
0: hot. I got some grape tomatoes, because those those little tomatoes are are nice, you know, nice little surprise. And just not as good just out of season tomatoes can't compare to a good in season tomato. They just can't. Uh
2: not a huge tomato guy. You let me know when it gets to the ketchup.
0: Oh, so just wait till you add all the sugar to it.
2: Uh, Duh, I'm an idiot. Uh, By the way, Trevor texted into the show and he says the cigarette stain on my hair is what we call a frosted nicotine tip. (laughs) 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 How about the big guy being up early? Wow, is that
1: that two days this week?
2: Pretty crazy, huh? Man,
0: Man, really crazy.
2: Yeah, he
0: uh Boston <laughs> <Frosted> nicotine tips.
2: <laughs> all right, uh next text about Matt or uh, Nick's former ex-boss Matt Jones on his radio show talked about how UF U of L fans have gotten the life sucked out of them with all of the allegations and them just sucking in both football and basketball. They've thrown in the towel as a fan base and has completely changed the rivalry. The hatred isn't there like it used to be under Petrino and I think they mean Okay, Patino and Petrino, but that was always confusing. So that was that – was, uh, he spelled both kind of the similar, but that's all right. And that's disappointing. Don't get me wrong, they will still forever be losers, but I miss the prime rivalry and pure hatred. Here's what I'd say to you, Texter, though. Let a sleeping dog lie, if you will. Uh, this is better than the alternative. I don't miss when UofL owned us in football. I don't miss when they owned us in basketball because there was a stretch where they did own us in basketball – and they were the better basketball program for a couple of years, or at least trending in the better direction. Uh, they will, the second they get the opportunity, flip this back around us on us if they get the chance. So don't feel bad. Don't feel that way about the rivalry. Enjoy just the stress freeness of it because there will be a day where they do get better. There will be a day where Kentucky maybe doesn't, where Kentucky has, has a rough stretch. I don't think there will ever be a day where Kentucky has as many scandals in, sh- in such a short amount of time. Right. But there will be times where Kentucky's not where, – where, where Louisville has the upper hand in the rivalry. And when that happens, I promise you what you're feeling right now, you won't be feeling it then. U of L fans will take any opportunity they can to be able to crush Kentucky. And, you know, the thing is, when you have people tweeting out like, it's just weird seeing Kentucky fans so obsessed. It's just bizarre. That's such a loser mentality. And if you don't think the shoe would be on the exact same foot and maybe even like three or four times fold, then you're you're naive and you're yeah, wrong. Right. I mean, you're flat out wrong. So um, I'm not saying revel in Louisville's misery, but I also wouldn't feel bad for him.
0: I, I do think that there is um, – like, and I, I, I know – I at least made myself aware of it at the time because of my anxiety. But in that early, that stretch from what, 10 to 14 or whatever, we knew Kentucky and Louisville were at their best in that five-year run once Cal got there. And I, I it, it's going to make me think more fondly enough to, you know, like just there wasn't a time when – either team when there was a better rivalry in college basketball, because Kentucky and Louisville were two of the best five teams in America year in and year out. I mean, obviously there was a little ebbs and flows, but there was a solid five years where we're at our best and the rivalry was really juiced up. It was a lot of fun, especially because we beat them almost every time. Did, yep. did, did they even win one during that run?
2: Uh, 10 to 14. They won that. They won the 13 regular season game. Kentucky had a shot at the buzzer to force overtime and UK would go on to go to the NIT and UVO would go on to win a vacated national championship. man yeah.
0: it but it was it's one of those things that like of course the rivalry is not going to be the same because it's hard to have two programs within a 100 miles of each other playing at such an elite level with two Hall of Fame coaches, which yeah, um, we can get to more of that in the second hour but man Rick Patino,
2: Oh, boy. He's
0: he's back on his BS. He's He's back on his BS.
2: He's back to being the man, and we're back to being able to enjoy him a little bit. Um, You can say what you will about Rick Pitino. You may still just absolutely hate his guts, but the dude makes college basketball more entertaining, and if you're a big fan of college basketball, then even if if he makes you feel like – like you hate them and you despise them. At least you're still feeling something. College basketball needs more of that. They need more storylines. They need more excitement. That's why if we ever get like a play, you know, there's been everybody always goes back to like a JJ Reddick or Adam Morrison or a white guy. But like if you have a really talented player, those are fun storylines, and you just need you need more of them. So Rick Patino talking again, stealing players from U of L, kind of yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch stealing. Is doing a lot of work there in that sentence, but it's nice to have him back. We'll need to we'll need to talk about him as well. And I'm sure that texter, the most recent text we just read, they'll probably come back and say, "Oh no, I'm glad that we own U of L, and I enjoy that. I just missed when it was a little like like you talked about Roush from 10 to 14, where both programs were top notch in college basketball. Yeah, I. But that's why you had to appreciate it when it happened, you know, when Rick Patino's flicking off UK fans on his way out of Rupp Arena." Like you had to just eat that stuff up because things aren't like that often. And you could say the same stuff about Duke and UNC with Roy and K. Not nearly the animosity that UK U of L have, but those were two Hall of Fame coaches, some of the best to ever. Do it, and now that's gone. You know, right. so college basketball world quickly changing. Enjoy what you can. Enjoy John Calipari while you have him, and don't feel bad for the University of Louisville. Shall we go to our daily double? Let's do it too, ours. Okay, we'll come back. Hour 2 of KRC coming up next. we got a lot more text to get to. 502-414-1450. Keep rolling This is KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Crowley.
1: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
0: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
1: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
0: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting
2: started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Okay.
2: Hope you enjoyed our daily double dip there. but We're back, and better than ever, just like we had gotten a delicious lunch or dinner at Salsarita's. It's too early. Salsarita's isn't open yet, but they will be soon enough. And if you don't have lunch plans today, call somebody you haven't talked to in a couple weeks. See if they want to grab a quick bite. They're going to say they're going to come up with an excuse, and they're going to say they're too busy or the kid. They're going to say no. In that case, though, you tried, and then you can go to Salsarita's and enjoy the best company. That's your company. And you won't have a better meal when you do it. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, nachos, wildly addictive sauces. They've got it. They've got it all. They've, they, they have anything that you could be looking for for a delicious and nutritious lunch. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthew's. Middletown has a drive through so you won't even have to leave your car. We always remind folks, download the app. It's going to save you money. It can save you time because you can order online literally go into the store pick up your bag that has your name written on it all nice big and pretty handwriting you go and you grab it you have your lunch you can eat in the car you can take it back to the screaming kids your office with your miserable co-workers but that's going to make your day better just a little dose of salsaritas goes a long way Middletown St. Matthews check them out Roush what do we got to start hour two
0: what's um we we kind of tease Rick Pitino
2: Oh, uh, you, you don't. You There ain't much time if you're teasing Rick Pitino. Oh, there it goes.
0: We, we said all we could say.
2: <laughs> and that's the tease. Um, all right. What? Yeah. So he takes Quinn Sosinski from. Oh man. Well, not take. Uh, slozinski announced he was transferring Louisville. I do like the spin from U of L fan, and I do think there's some truth to this, but you have to also look in the mirror with it as well. Uh, well, you know what? I'm actually just going to read the tweet. It was Rummage's tweet, Ooh. and uh, let me let me pull it up. But he he comm- uh, Quinn Sluzensky commits to Iona, goes to play for Rick Pitino. Never really came into his own as a uh, Cardinal. Just didn't really get a ton of opportunities, but Yuval needed a front court player to emerge last season, and he didn't really, uh, he couldn't make it happen. But anyway, something along the lines of, and I don't know if I can find the, okay, here it is. I'd like to point out that the guys that transferred out went to LaSalle, Grand Canyon, and Iona. And the guys that came in came from Marshall, Florida, and Miami. I'd say Chris Mack knew exactly what he was doing when it comes from the transfer, transfer portal. And that, that tweet literally makes my brain hurt. Right, because... Marshall, Miami, basketball powers? And no offense, Florida hasn't really been relevant on the basketball scene since 2015. But
0: also, it's like, how can you evaluate talent that's going to Iona
2: and LaSalle? Well, and that, say, that, that, that's the ain't other point.
0: Z- it's saying Xavier, buddy. Like, it, you're at Louisville in the ACC. Totally,
2: totally. And that's why he doesn't really understand that, like, even if he thinks that this is a positive tweet, it's actually got a pretty negative backside, Justin, because you got guys that you thought were part of the Super 6, Super 6 recruiting class that you spun as the best recruiting class in the history of Louisville, mind you, or at least second best because uh, – they, the, the one in 2008 or 2007, whatever it was, was pretty damn good itself. But anyways, and they end up going to play for the likes of LaSalle, Grand Canyon, and Iona? Like, that's that's a you issue. That's not a, ha, we got out the bad apples. Why were the bad apples even in there? And why were you getting players that are LaSalle, Grand Canyon, and Iona uh, quality. And then to spin it back and be like, but don't worry, folks. Things are okay because we got players coming in from Marshall, Florida, and Miami. Who's making, who, who's feeling good reading that? Like oh, basketball power Marshall. Oh, Miami and Jim larenega who have just been doing God work down there. Oh, well, they've been beating Louisville. So, you know. And then Florida, the- fans, Florida fans want White out, but there's no spinning anything negative about Noah Locke. That's a great get for Louisville. The other guys, no, give me a break.
1: Here's the funny thing about the situation. When you look at LaSalle might be the exception, but Grand Canyon, Iona likely, well, they weren't in the tournament either. I was going to say oh, LaSalle, they were. Iona, Grand Canyon, all, all tournament teams or at least three teams, it seems like, are in the tournament every year. Flor- uh, Florida, Miami, and Marshall – Florida was in the tournament. Marshall and Miami were not. So that to me is just that's funny.
0: <laughs> that's true. Justin Alona and Grand Canyon didn't make the tournament. So maybe
2: those schools are better than Louisville. Is just, is that where you're what you're saying, Justin? I think maybe. I think that's what he's getting at. Justin, can I can you be candid here for a second? I can try. Are you starting to like look down upon U of L a little bit? Um.
1: You know, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, not in. It's not something that's intentional, but I think just coming in here and doing the, this show day in and day out, it just, it just, it wears on you, and it gets you. I don't, I don't know the right way to say it. You all are brainwashing me almost because yes. now I. Because, I mean, I, and it's not yes. just with Louisville. I, I sat there and I watched the last three games of Kentucky volleyball. I've watched a Kentucky baseball game. Like, you all are oh, brainwashing sorry. me, and I'm, I'm almost feeling like I need to c- crawl the rabbit hole before I just get too deep. No, no, you're doing
2: just fine. Although, Shay, you know, I'm sorry you had to watch a UK baseball game. That couldn't have been too much fun for you. But, I, like, I, from an outsider's perspective, or not being a fan of either program, I guess not necessarily an outsider, Roush, but, like, I feel a hell of a lot better about IU's future than U of L's, and I don't know when the last time I've said that. Because, hmm. like, I wasn't, yeah. you know, and I'm not even crazy about the Mike Woodson hire, and I wasn't crazy about the Archie Miller hire, but – and Mike Woodson's doing some of the same things Archie did, getting getting players in that people are getting excited about. So we've seen this story before for IU. It's just when, you know, the pedal hits the road, what happens with IU? Well, they end up not making the tournament. But right now, I just feel like IU's in a much healthier place, Justin. I maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm too in deep with like U scandals. But if I was an IU fan, I feel like I'd feel a little bit better about the next three to five years than if I were a U of fan.
1: There is no little bit better about it, DJ. I feel a lot a bit better. And in case you forgot about the basketball team and Mike Woodson, three head coaches, just saying. <laughs> I mean, Louisville, It's just it, it just seems so bad, whether you're a Louisville fan or looking at it from the outside. For how many years now has this been going on? I mean, Louisville has just been minute compared to everybody else in, in, in almost all sports.
0: Well, and, and here's the thing, too is the cards need a shot in the arm and chris max shot in the arm was i mean you know he likes mojitos like that's not strong enough you gotta have something a little bit more chutzpah in there to, to get you going and wearing a woolen jacket and throwing your l's up at fourth street like that's what johnny uh redbird does every friday you know like they, need, they needed something more from him. And we talked about this when he was hired. And <laughs> Johnny were, Redbird. And, they, and I think it was that, I, I forget who exactly. It was the team with like Wara and they just, they really screwed up down the stretch. It wasn't this year, but the year before when they actually had a solid roster. I think you and, mean
2: 19 when they lost the little Batino in the first round.
0: Right, right. You're like, hey, you should have a pretty good team. And this is when you need to make the most of it because it's going to get worse before it gets better. And and he didn't give a good enough shot in the arm and couldn't capitalize on recruiting because his super six ended up at LaSalle and God knows where else like that. That was supposed to be your big year to capitalize later on. And it didn't happen.
1: And for what it's worth guys. And I know this is probably not going to be a very popular take on this program, but, um, but growing up, I mean, we've been through this. It was Indiana or Kentucky in my family. So, naturally, I hated Kentucky as a kid. I mean, I absolutely despised Kentucky. And for that reason, Louisville was always my number two team because we had a common Ew. denominator in hating Kentucky. So, I would, if, if Indiana was doing bad, I would always cheer for Louisville. But that, admittedly, like we've talked about, has flipped for me. Um, I don't know if it's even since I've been doing this show. I think it probably happened a little before that, but now I'm 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 in favor more of Kentucky than Louisville at this point in my life. I would say.
2: Well, that's good to hear. It's great, but you know, Roush, Justin's not alone in that. Growing up, I noticed a lot of that. That like I'd have I know people that were IU fans. I have family that are IU fans, but they would cheer for Louisville, and I knew Louisville fans that didn't mind IU at all. And I wouldn't say necessarily cheer for them, but like certainly would cheer for them if they were playing Kentucky, sort of an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Mm-hmm, right. uh, we could, we could do the office quote and really go down the wormhole if we wanted to. But uh, I always found that super embarrassing. Like you, you like your university, right? Like they're, they're your, they're your people. And yeah, you're allowed to be friendly with others, I suppose, but some of the IU U of crossover
1: just made me sick. I think it's just because of the of the monster that Kentucky has been perceived to be pretty much my whole life. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but if if Indiana can't beat them, what's the next best thing as a kid? Louisville beating them. You just at the end of the day, you just want to see your most hated team go down. And and I think that's where that stems from for a lot of people. If your team can't do it, cheer for the team that can. Yeah, but not like you know. I was
2: going for Baylor in that championship game because I guess I didn't want Gonzaga to have an undefeated season. But like, I'm not, a, I'm not a Baylor fan. Like, I don't care about Baylor at all. Um, so, but I get what you're saying, and the overall sentiment, I, I'm sure, is fine. Well, and I wouldn't,
1: um, I wouldn't say that I'm a Louisville fan or ever was. Good, that good. That's what we like to hear.
2: Uh, well, let's get back to the Rick because he was talking with Rex Chapman. We talked about Quinn was sizzling – uh, that seems like a good fit for him that's that's probably the level of ball he should be playing should be a nice player for Patino we wish him nothing but the best but Patino's got his swag back Roush because he went on Chapman oh, yeah. he's he's telling Donna and Tubby Smith stories about their sex life He, he he's uh, he's talking about John Calipari it's just were getting a little oh, bit yeah. of everything
0: he said we are the only two coaches to take three different schools to a Final Four and when I take Iona to the Final Four Cal will never get that from me <laughs> oh, and uh, they talked about his tattoo too. Oh, yeah, and he said if I win in Iona, I'll get it on my forehead like Mike Tyson. <laughs> okay,
2: somebody write that down. Oh man, that's great, dude. Uh, I'm telling you, he's gonna turn Iona into something special. I like th- this is not me falling in love with Patino, and a big part of this, Roush, is the transfer portal. Like, he, he's going to feast in the transfer portal once – like, I think they're going to have a good year this year. They've always been the cream cream of the crop in their conference. So, they'll probably win their conference again. But he'll start getting momentum. People are going to start to notice him more. The name the Rick Pitino will start to kind of reemerge in college basketball, as it's already doing currently. And then I bet he'll be able to just go get some transfers. And yeah. he, he will – He'll make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament with Iona in the next three years, I'll guarantee it. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I was, I was going to go five, but that's not spicy enough for me. So, next three years, he'll get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament with Iona. Rick Bettino's a good coach, man. He, second,
0: he's... second weekend feels like the cap, though.
2: You don't uh, think he can ever get to a Final Four?
0: No, no. But
2: if, just... if, if Louis go if Loyola Chicago can, like, knock on that door twice.
0: Yeah, but Loyola Chicago is at least Missouri Valley. Like, they're in the Mac. They're not even in the real Mac, you know? Like uh, George Mason made it. They're in the colonial.
1: Loyola Chicago had uh, Sister Jean, in case y'all forgot. So, oh, Bill see, was
0: with we know God is never going to be on Patino's side.
2: No, he went back to a small little Catholic school. God's back. You oh, didn't know that? He just went to confession. That's all you have to do. That's Catholic. all That's all you have to do. Yeah. Or pay for idols, whichever one. But uh, yeah, so he's back. He, uh, the, the story, I wish we had the audio clip, but you know, it is what it is. But the, uh, the story with Tubby was that uh, Donna said that their sex life was suffering because Rick would always make his assistants play pickup at like six in the morning. Yeah. Um, they had a name for it, and I forget what it was, but they, it, like, the assistants lived for it. They loved it. Like managers would get to play, but it was just like a way to get your day started with some exercise, some healthy competition, and then you'd be ready to hit the ground running for the rest of the day. And uh, Tubby loved the game so much that Donna joked, or maybe wasn't a joke, that he would sleep in Jockstrap. And that way he could wake up and be, and be ready to go to get over to the six o'clock assistant games. But it's, it's fun. It's just, I'm going to, I'm going to miss this age of college basketball. It's already changed, but it was the, the age of college basketball we grew up in Roush and Justin and, uh, when you hear stories like that and you hear Patino, I never bought into the fact that those two despised each other. I think Cal- Calipari wanted to destroy U L, and I think Patino wanted to destroy UK, so they wanted to obviously defeat one another. I don't think they ever personally hated each other. I thought that was always a false narrative. It's fun hearing him talk about one another. And you know what? I bet Kentucky and Iona play a game. I want UK to bring Iona into Rupp Arena. I want us to let bygones be bygones with old Ricky P., give him a warm reception, and he can turn that middle finger into a gentle wave to the crowd as he blows kisses to the BBN and everybody lives happily ever after. It has to do. Get Tubby back there, too.
0: I would love to see him blowing kisses. That would be...
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing? Mm, yeah. Get, tu- get no. Tubby and Rick back?
0: I've been pro... Like, I mean, I think a lot of people have been pro getting Tubby back for a while. But Rick, I mean, enough time's passed, and he's such an entertaining character. And there there is a larger portion of the fan base than I think most people think that is. Like, I, hell, I, I remember in the heat of the rivalry, right? Tw- what we were just talking about, 2012, 2013. And I worked for an attorney in Lexington who was in school in, like, 96, you know? So he grew up. With those teams and Rick resurrecting the program and Rick could never do any wrong. He liked Rick more than Cal still did, even when he was at Louisville and think, you know, that he could out coach him the whole nine yards. So like there is, I mean, 40 and older, there's a portion of this fan base that never went all the way out on him. Sure. He ticked us off plenty when he was at Louisville, but there's a good portion that never went out. It's it's just that he was at Louisville for so long that I think it's it just is going to take an extra year to to be able to to bury that hatchet, if you will. So uh, I I would like for it to be sooner rather than later,
1: um, but it needs to happen. So that makes sense from Patino's perspective, but why hasn't Tubby been back? Well, Don't know. Well, I think can, the,
2: uh, Memphis yeah. was part of the problem, right? He was, and if you know, if he could have stayed long enough at Tech or Minnesota, maybe. It would have happened, but, you know, they'd like to schedule these games out. Basketball, not quite as far in advance as a football game. I don't know. There's really no I, – I, I don't know, uh, and I'm a little disappointed. Like, in all, in all sincerity, it'd be nice if they could have that moment with Rick Pitino. Maybe it's pie in the sky. I, I would need to talk to people inside the athletic department uh, about where the feelings are with that sort of deal. Tubby, there really is no excuse for. Uh, that dude won a national championship. He gave it his all our issues with him were just the the recruiting. It'd be one great class, and then the next year it'd be Jared Carter, and then it'd be a great class, and then uh, the next year it was like Derek Jasper. And mm-hmm. it was just hit or miss with that, and it was just kind of – stale and it was time to do something different he was close Uh, the the 03 and 04 and 05 it's just like teams were so good and the fact that neither could come away with with a final four was so disappointing not necessarily tubby's fault but that's just the incidentally tournament but that's kind of what you got to go off of but have a have a four-team tournament bring in billy g and tarleton why the hell not let bygones be bygones if we don't have billy g we don't get calipari if that if, if that doesn't if that doesn't go the way that it does, and you may say, well, maybe we could have gotten Calipari the first time. Well, then you get the Derrick Rose scandal if that happens. So everything happens for a reason. Life's too short. Kentucky basketball, a big community. At the end of the day, a big blue family. If you want to be a little corny with it, and. It let's it let's let's have a fun weekend by bringing back some former coaches, allowing the fans to show their appreciation, and two, it it build up maybe a little goodwill for a fan base that anytime anything goes wrong, uh, we could we could afford a little goodwill,
0: especially in Tubby's case because I don't his jersey's not up in the rafters, right? Correct. Yeah, get get yeah. Let's let's have that. Uh, hang a couple jerseys. Like th- the fact that UK, I know, I don't want it to be North Carolina where you've got 1700 up there, but like the last one they hung up was who Mashburn or was it Delk?
2: I don't know. I thought that like once, uh, John Wall got inducted to the hall of fame, that his jersey was going to go up there, but I, I guess that has not happened.
0: I no, no, it has not happened because it takes more. And Oscar Combs told me once he's like you should look into that. Like, basically, like, hey, go do this. Like, this this is actually interesting, and it's going to tick a lot of people off if you go look it up and kind of blow it up on KSR. So that'll be a summer project because I'm sure there's just some ridiculous hoops to jump through. But the fact that in the last 20 years, Kentucky has been Kentucky, and there's no n- new things in the rafter when we've got Phil freaking Grawmire up there. Who the hell is Phil Grawmire?
2: Like, c- come on. Get get on it. Get on it. Who who is Phil Grawmeyer? You I'm guys don't think... know
1: Phil Grawmeyer? <laughs> what?
2: Not sure. That's,
1: that's, good, that's a joke, right, was, Yeah, I don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, sure he, it would have been
2: the most Justin thing in the world if he was like Phil Grawmeyer played at Central State High School. It was all six time leading scorer. I mean, how do you not, <laughs> he, he know? He won Hoosier hysteria. Come on, <laughs> from uh, South Beacons. Yeah. Or Justin be like, I got a funny story. When I actually won my third lottery, he was the attendant that sold me the scratcher. Uh, it's just, <laughs> Justin's got the most fascinating life. That you got me good there, buddy. But I agree, <laughs> we need to put more people in the rafters. And what we really need to do is get to a commercial break.
0: We do. We do. Ah, we do. We're
2: Let's back, do it. To it. We're back on a normal schedule. We'll get back to a break, and we'll get back to your text messages when we return. Kentucky football: Peter Walker, Nick Rouse, oh, Justin good. Kalen. We'll be right back.
0: welcome to kentucky roll call
1: Learn to play golf. you mean golf. golf frisbee golf jerry golf with the frisbee Listen to the wind blow.
2: The welcome back skyline. krc here on the big x tj walker nick roush and justin Kalen on your thursday morning hope you're having a great start to it and we appreciate you joining us here on Kentucky Roll Call. If you don't get to listen to the entire show, it replays once we get off the air. And you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast, just search Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a review and rating. And then if you like the show, feel free to join us on the Facebook page over at Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, just search it on Facebook. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. If you're on Facebook, you should know how to do it, okay? But we appreciate it all. We appreciate it all the same. Best way to get in touch with the show is texting in 502 414 1450 And, Roush, the best way to become a better golfer is to go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy.
0: Yes, um, because, TJ, let's admit it. You were terrible at the game of golf. Mm-hmm. You would you would aim left to shoot it straight off the tee, Sure. and you fix it and I know somebody who's good at fixing it in much quicker time that's Bobby Cook he's right off exit four in southern Indiana quick drive from pretty much anywhere around town uh, and these are three virtual indoor simulators it's gonna get hot outside it get a little sticky get a little tough save the sweat for later go visit Bobby Cook give him a visit online by booking your appointment At com, or you can give them a call at 812-913-4415 whether you're just hitting the range uh or playing around you can also get lessons too try it now bobby cook golf academy
2: yeah you'd be a goober not to i think is what a lot of people are saying and once you get better at golf and by the way, like we said, it's sticky today, but in a week it may be a little bit nicer. You can get better at golf with Bobby Cook and then use your 2021 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. What? Macaulay Culkin hands-on-cheek situation. That's right, folks. Get better at golf and then tear up these nice, beautiful courses. Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. After a few lessons with old Bobby C., you'll go to those courses and you will make them your B. Uh, you can play for under $25 around 2021 Big Exports Radio, golf cart. Supply is limited. So you're going to want to go ahead and get those today. Father's Day in under a month, folks. That's correct. Under a month until Father's Day. So don't delay. Get yours today. What do you say? BigXSportsRadio.com, 812-725-1457 is the number. 812-725-1457. Call and get your Big X Sports Radio golf card. That's what we call the advertising daily dip there, Roush. Ooh,
0: we did it. Pay the bills Thursday. Uh, We also have a football coach that is better than Jim Harbaugh. You heard it right, folks. Vince Merrill was right.
2: Kentucky, greater than Michigan the lock pole comes through again
0: man michigan fan take out your sucking and suck it you've been awfully quiet lately because you know that you're a big loser out there
2: no uh, because cbs he, he got he got he got blocked and then the number got deleted so we can't unblock him because we don't know the number
0: oh dang it um, yeah well either way cbs they had released their rankings of there, it's it, they rank all Power Five football coaches. They do this every year. Kind of shows you where coaches are going up and down, where they're the top analysts believe they fall. Stoops cracked the top twenty-five in after the Lynn Bowden twenty-nineteen season. They were really impressed by the way he adjusted on the fly, and he stuck right there at number twenty-two this year, one spot ahead of Harbaugh. Big suck it to Jim Harbaugh. And also a big sucker to Scott Satterfield, who dropped 14 spots. He was the second biggest dropper. What's he at, uh, 18 now? I think it was uh, 45th. So, firmly middle below average. And uh, also below average, Tennessee, they can suck it. Uh, Josh Heupel was 52. And something that's really important, TJ, when we're talking about this upcoming schedule, and kind of breaking it down the more and more uh you know we're 100 days away from college football right now uh, from week zero uh so that means kentucky's you know 100 and change but two of the worst three coaches in power five football are sec road games for uk it's tough to win on the road it's good when your road games are against vandy who they ranked that coach 63rd barkley from vanderbilt who previously D.C. at Notre Dame, and Shane Beamer dead last at 65th. South Carolina, probably
2: not going to be good at football this year. That's what we like to hear. I wouldn't care if we heard that every single year regarding South Carolina and Tennessee and Missouri, but Missouri's going to be solid this year or at least better than those chumps, but good. I want every SEC East team to suck forever. For all eternity. And how about the SEC giving uh, $23 million to each school? How about that? A little extra cheddar for the schools.
0: Yeah, it makes it much easier to fire people if you want to. Um, Hey-oh. You know, not talking about a certain baseball coach, but, you know.
2: Uh, I think this is a good move. This is actually kind of a loan, Roush. Uh, you're familiar with that, right? Like this money is supposed to be paid back over time, like built into future TV deals. But future TV deals should be so lucrative. And, oh
0: yeah, this is, this is
2: this is this is just this is a good move. Uh, well, then, it's
0: smart because especially when they're the the next TV deal comes up, or actually ESPN already announced that, but the money won't kick in until. I believe 2023 or 22. It, it's at least a season or two before that it goes all ESPN and we lose the SEC on CBS. But I, I didn't realize that was how they structured it. It's smart because it's like, hey, we're going to end up giving you a bajillion dollars. Here's just some of that money now.
2: It's a forward on your allowance. And athletic departments are having to make tough decisions and – uh, some sports are, have been cut throughout other conferences. So this is going to allow athletic departments to kind of just breathe in and, and, and breathe out. Things are going to be okay. You don't have to make these tough decisions. That's a positive. That's, that's you know, we talk about life getting back to normal. Well, colleges, athletic departments, this is going to allow the SEC to get back to normal faster or, or allow them just to to be normal instantly. Now, like, you got that money. Anybody that was a little tight, y'all are going to be all right. Um, I I don't know if this is great news for me wanting beer at UK Athletics because that would have been a nice little additional revenue, really a drop in the pan, all things considered. But anything would have been better than nothing has kind of been my whole point all along. But now Kentucky will get an additional $23 And, Roush, the way I look at this, this is a big advantage for UK over non-conference opponents. Uh, this is a huge advantage over U of L. This is an advantage over Big Ten schools. This is an advantage over ACC schools. Uh, use this money to make your programs stay up to speed with SEC schools, sure, but continue to leave other programs behind. Um, so, yes, if that means something with the baseball program, then that'd be money well spent. If it means more for UK football recruiting or whatever you want to put into the football program, fine by me. Because if you're going to go toe-to-toe with SEC schools, that's fine. It probably means you're going to be better than your out-of-conference opponents. Let's continue that to be the case.
0: Uh, I uh, would just say that particularly this, when you talk about an advantage over others, uh, recruiting budgets. Some are going to have to scale it back in exactly. other conferences this year. And exactly. so that's going to be a very real thing next month when
2: coaches want to be everywhere to make up for lost time. Bring back that hell After Mark Stoops, woo! Oh, yeah. Dane, bring it right to Dane Key's midfield. (laughs) Let's get back to the text line, but I thought that was a good move by the SEC, and I'm sure people will, it's going to eventually be spun into, like, too much money in athletics. That's crazy. Look at that. They should be doing something else, says columnists. Uh, All right, so where are we at? Oh, the Chris Mack one? Uh yeah. <laughs> is it possible for Chris Mack to to no longer press charges, or that has the damage already been done? Can Mack take back what he did by turning in Gaudio? I think I the don't... damage is done. I think like you know yeah. the yeah. our heads are like, thanks. Uh, we'll take care of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not <sighs> this. This isn't Michael Scott at the dinner party. You know, I th- 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 once they've handed over the evidence, it's the FBI's. They're gonna do with it as they please. So um.
2: once you break the plasma screen TV, there's there's no. You, once you throw the Dundee, you throw the Dundee. There's mm-hmm. there's no taking. There's no taking it back. Um, and UofL's statement, even after Gaudio's statement, was very aggressive. Like they 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 were like he tried to. Ex- it, it was not like hey, he made a mistake, but unfortunately these mistakes have consequences. It was he was trying to extort us, and he's going to pay for it. So I don't think UofL's taken it back, but I do think it was probably a mistake on UVL's part. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation. It's a tough spot. And Chris Mack recorded their conversation. What a literal – he said private part, but he actually wrote out private part. He is. That's so petty. <laughs>
0: seriously but like like we said earlier there probably was a you knew something was going to happen i
2: i'm more interested
0: about how it got to that point though
2: um it must have been quite the blow up and uh the way people in the know of Lavelle explain it 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 supposedly it was uh and supposedly these two had had altercations all throughout the season there was like road trip where uh I guess Gaudio did some media, and Mac was really upset about it. And but I heard, I had heard a rumor, and I've this is too good to be true, mm-hmm. that Gaudio wasn't happy with the response to the Kentucky win; thought it was a little immature-ish. And you're putting all your eggs in one basket. There, I, 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 I have not heard that from anybody at UofL or any of the inside UofL, So that's why I think it's too good to be true. But supposedly these two did not see eye to eye, and uh, and, and there was a couple different arguments and and blow ups, if you will. And I guess the fight. But that. But when I hear all that, Roush, it's like, then how could how could gadio have been surprised? You know, like how could he have been so outraged that his contract wasn't renewed? He wasn't even technically fired. They just didn't renew his deal. And, uh, like, how if it was true that they had these blow-ups, and I do believe it, then how could he have been so shocked?
0: Right, right. I mean,
2: that, that's where it
0: doesn't job. Like, there's there's something off, and whenever you get everyone to spill the beans is whenever the, the story will come to light. Because there's something that's just a little bit off coming from either side. Like, the, the puzzle pieces just don't quite fit.
2: A texter says, Chris Mack is really the biggest slime ball by actually going to the FBI, turning in the person he played for at Xavier. What Gaudio said was wrong, but not worthy of getting the FBI involved. They had a close relationship, and Chris Mack gladly just turned him in. So messed up, and if you're an assistant out there, how in the world could you trust a dude like that and would want to work for him? So messed up. Well, what a lot of people would say back to that text is Gaia was the one that tried to extort UML. Like, how are you saying Mac's the guy in the wrong when Gaia was the one who who threatened to try to sink the university? I don't think he had a, a leg to stand on in that regard. But like, it, but also, if I'm Mac and UofL, like, I would almost think that, well, he's clearly just bluffing because if he really wanted to get us in trouble— home dude knows just to go to the NCAA. Like, why would he go to the media? Like, the, the media can't, you know, the media can can talk about this, but if he really wanted the program to get in trouble, he'd go to the NCAA. So that almost to me would have been a red flag, like, all right, he's he's having a pretty bad day. He's bluffing, this, right. And, and the, yeah, and this is ugly, but I think calmer heads will prevail. And then what, worst-case scenario, he goes to Tim Sullivan, and Tim Sullivan says, Inside source at UofL talks of grad assistants practicing too long and recruiting videos that are illegal by the NCAA. Then you tell Tim, "All right, where's your proof? Do you have the videos? Do you have this stuff?" And if he did, then all right, you you deal with it out in the media and you see what comes of it. Same thing happens either way with the extortion or they're bluffing. I just I feel like UofL just snitched like they said, "All right, let's just go the snitch on ourselves route and this is going to be our safest option." when it seems like there would be a thousand different roads that could lead to this not getting out. But instead, they went with the safest. We're going to get it out, but we're going to control it. I, I don't know. I think it was a misplay, but it's a tough spot. I can fully admit that.
1: I'm trying to put it into perspective in like a real-life situation. like um, Maybe with myself, that's like me being on salary here at the station to produce your all show, and then I tell Dugan, yeah, I want all that money, or I'm going to go to the FCC and I'm going to tell them we've dropped a couple, couple cuss words on air, you know, and then him being like, no, i will go to the FCC and tell myself, and I'm not going to get your payments, and I'm going to get the FBI involved. It, ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous.
2: Yeah, a, a simplistic, a, a more simplistic version of that would you, would be like you going to Dugan and being like, I, I can't work with TJ. He's rude. He's mean. He's nasty. And then Duke being like, "All right, but if we get rid of TJ, the show, you know, maybe we don't end up having a show, or maybe we get somebody else in, and you dislike that person even more." It's like U of L could have all of this could have just been smooth sailing, potentially. Potentially not, but they chose to kind of stir the waters. It was just interesting. It was an interesting road to go down. I wonder what their thinking was behind it.
1: Hmm.
2: And like you said, Ralph, uh, maybe you know we'll, more details will will come out in time. Oh
0: yeah, and and by going to the FBI, it's gonna stories
2: gonna drag on for quite some time. So yeah, that, that's a whole other thing. It's just like you got more NCAA news coming, the ARP, blah blah blah, and then now this. It's just like I I do get the U of L fan fatigue. That's like, please, I just want to watch sports. <laughs> I, I I just I, I'm so sick of this. It it really has been almost two decades in the making. Because uh, there was even some drama, you know, in the early Jurich years, John L. Smith, and uh, obviously, you know, I know this was back in the 90s, but Denny Crumb and stuff like that. There's just been drama around L for such a long time that fans have completely grown up in drama. They wouldn't know anything else. It, oh, it sucks, kids. man. Poor kids. Yeah. Seriously.
0: Texture says, happy Thursday, guys. Dang it. I forgot to send this wacky Wednesday question this morning, but lost track of time. In reference to the end of Tuesday's show, do y'all think if given one year to prepare and train, you could win a fight between you and a medium-sized black bear with nothing more than your fist and a knife? Also, completely unrelated, I just told my entire house to shut their mouths so I could listen to tonight's Isaiah Jackson Instagram post really hoped it was an announcement of some sort now i have no new guys and my wife is super annoyed well have a great day guys (laughs) i like to just like everybody shut up i gotta watch this instagram um but no i uh training for i'm not disciplined enough to actually train for a year and i also don't think i have the killer instinct to with a knife somehow into black bear so no no, I do not. Uh, I, sorry, black bears got me.
1: I'm, uh, uh, I'm not stupid enough to do that. So I agree with you, Ralph.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, we don't really know the context. I like. I would uh, black bears are beautiful. I would not want to kill a black bear in any scenario. But if you give me, if for whatever reason, there's a scenario where like somebody's got my family tied up, and they say, "Listen, if in one year you kill this black bear with a knife, you get your family back." Um, I'm 100 million percent killing that black bear. You know what you could learn in a year by being trained by experts on fighting? A whole year where that's your job, I'd kill that black bear probably in three seconds. Seriously. Oh, wow. If you had a year to train, and black bears aren't grizzly bears, folks. So and That's true.
0: I mean, like a medium-sized black bear is just a, probably a little bit bigger than me. And, you all, and,
2: and, you, and I, I don't know if there's a person, I, I don't think there's a person I know in my life under the age of 50 that I don't think would not be able to kill a medium-sized black bear with a year of training and a knife. Like, by probably by two months, you'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. So you'd probably learn every inch of that bear's body and exactly where you need to stick that knife. You'd know every bit of bear behavior. You, you it, I think anybody could. I don't think it's a good hypothetical.
1: Like we're talking about Kung Fu Panda here you should have gone with grizzly because grizzlies uh, are yeah. pretty nice. Grizzlies
2: are just, they're monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, black bears. Some of you get a medium sized black bear. It may be more likely to snuggle up with you.
0: Ooh. texture says, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Cam, who is trying to quit smoking. Well, Cam, you got this. My advice, uh, weaning yourself is not going to help. It's going to make you want it more. So just go cold Turkey and try not to drink for a little while. Like, Cause, you know, nothing like a good SIG after three or four beers. So just try try good to advice, cut that out. Yeah, and you'll uh, y- y- your urges won't be so bad. Then once you get to about a week, you'll be good.
2: And Cam, so while you're you at this, it, stop. And Cam, while you're at it, stop eating unhealthy food. Maybe start exercising a little bit more and uh, start dressing better, pal. Okay. <laughs>
1: Texter says, hi, is a Christmas tree, question mark. I don't know what that's in reference to. That, I said that on yesterday's show. I guess that's never Christmas been heard trees before. Are, they're high. Yeah, they're way high in the sky. You have stoned Christmas trees? <laughs> I'm done here.
2: No wonder your iguana was climbing them. It wasn't really even happening. Uh, Texter says, the Lakers look like an AAU team.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, Justin, more evidence to my first half, second half thing. ESPN stats and info shared a tweet and it was like, oh, so they really did just turn it on. They only, LeBron and AD combined combined for 11 points in the first half, shot 16% from the field. They combined for 36 points in the second half and shot 64% of the field. The best of the best can just turn it on and win. And that's what they did in the second half.
1: That's that's just funny that the texter says the Lakers are like an AAU team because the Lakers are a professional team so better than an a <laughs>
0: much much better uh lebron is a b word he flops like a sissy soccer player
2: yeah wow. i mean shots fired at soccer players
0: yeah but here's the other thing too uh kobe like one of his best skill sets was drawing fouls it was really annoying but like now kobe's the go you know like it's just it's an eye of the beholder whether you want to hate him or not
2: um you know LeBron's really good the flopping's annoying but he's just part of his part of his game to get to the line get other teams in foul trouble. he's not the only one to ever do it but I could get why people's anno- why people yeah. are annoyed by it as well.
0: he works refs in a different way that others work refs so I think everybody tries to
2: Texter says this question is for all three of you guys if you had to guess over your whole gambling career, are you up down or about even all the time Well I'll answer for Justin he's up. I would almost certainly be down if you really took in account like everything. You know, this most recent mega millions, I got my own personal ticket. That's $20 down the drain. So probably down, all things considered. But like in sports gambling, I bet I'm close to even. Still probably down though.
0: Yeah, I, uh, cause I actually haven't gambled on sports for very long. I, I held out for a while. Uh, and, I, I think I'm technically up in sports gambling by like a hundred dollars. Uh, you know, not much because I don't I don't throw a ton of money around. Uh, horse racing, if not for a big Oaks Day last year, I would almost certainly be down. But I think because I hit it so big last year and did pretty well during COVID, then I'm probably about even there. Um, because I, I've never been one. I learned quickly with Uncle Bo. Like, betting all the games is very dumb. Just you know, bet the ones that you're confident
2: Super dumb. It, it was funny seeing, and I was the same way when it was kind of my first time getting on Uncle Bo or getting into sports gambling. But then as I got older and I got to see my friends do it, like, the, the when you start betting all the games, it's just a matter of time before you run out of money. It's just, that's factual. Uh, you got to narrow in your expertise, if you will. But, Roush, I'm not saying, I mean, you would know your answer better than I'd know your answer, but um like you have to go back to like even when you're in like fifth grade doing bracket pools and stuff like that if you're going all-time gambling yeah like just, i'm
0: not counting squares in this because i'm net i'm going to win a square when i'm like 60 and it's going to be the biggest freaking day of my life because i haven't even come close to winning one of those things
2: but i'm just taking into account everything Wh- like all all forms of gambling uh, even cards games back when I was in like seventh grade. I'm just most of the time you don't win. So just going by the law of not really even averages here, but just averaging out that I lose more than I win. I'm probably down in my career. I think most folks are, except for Justin, who
1: is up. I am down for what it's worth. I'm down in sports bet and horse racing. Gotcha. Well, but watery right though, you're up. Yeah, so, you you, you make I up for win. it in other areas. That's not.
2: What'd you say? You broke up there, Justin.
1: Dollars on oh. my Twin Spire's account last night, so that was fun. That's
2: yeah, Way very funny. <laughs> this question
0: is for all three of you guys. If you had to guess, oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh hey, gosh. Nick, have your feelings on Eastern Kentucky people changed? You said last week your dad warned you about how we were out to get you, Louisville folk. Just wondering, kind of closed minded if you ask me. Yeah. Got my wife Royal pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, that, That was that was like a story, and it it's kind of a joke. Uh no, I don't dislike Eastern Kentucky people. What I do dislike is if you're from Louisville and you play like a high school game in Eastern Kentucky, there's no chance you get a fair shake from the refs. That annoys me. But like no, I've got friends from Eastern Kentucky. My grandmother is from there. She grew up in a coal camp. Like, no, Eastern Kentucky's great. I love Eastern Kentucky.
2: Well, and, uh, I'm sure Eastern Kentucky people would say if they bring a team up to Louisville to play a game at Ballard, they don't feel like they're going to get a fair whistle. Uh, they're, they're city and, and country biases. What I would say to you is don't let stuff like that bother you. Who cares if some – even if Roush did feel that way, why would you care what some dork in Louisville thought of you anyway? It doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. I don't understand – there are people, and, and you, you see it more in rural areas than you do city, of like rural people getting felt like they're being talked down to or something like that. Uh, who, who cares if you are? Let them let them be naive in their thinking. Let you, people know that folks in, out, throughout all parts of Kentucky are great. A lot of people in the city uh, are not so great, but there's great people in the city too. Just be a good person and don't let what opinions of others really try to bug you too much. Just live your life. i I forget what i said but like when i when i did uh when i had that tweet when i said the person from possum trot people thought that i that was like trying to be mean to rural areas i was like no i just that people from rural areas are great yeah and possum trot's a hilarious name or whatever whatever (laughs) whatever city i went with there's a lot of great city names in kentucky
0: yeah, and I get too that there's also like a, hey, I can make fun of us, but you can't. Like I, I totally get that. I've grew up with that mentality in the South end too. But you know what? I, in Kentucky, we're not we're more similar than we are different. And we should realize that.
2: That is absolutely true. And secondly, I, I think any and everything is on the table for jokes. Um, you just, you need to, especially Italians (laughs) and short people. (laughs) Uh, I just think people need to not take life so seriously, especially in the forms of what other people have to say. Uh, but that's coming from the person that sometimes gets triggered if people say mean things about them on Twitter. So, you know, easier said than done, I suppose. But I guess that's maybe a little bit more personal than broad generalizations, but, Anyways, it's it's not worth the time to get upset about it. That's what I've learned in my short 20 – oh, crap, I'm 30 now. Oh,
0: God. yep. Yeah. It's all done a, from hell. That's,
2: that's unfortunate.
0: Ooh, is Chuck Smirk going to be called back
2: in? Oh, my gosh. Little people thought that he was like James Bond the way he was going to work the NCAA. And his big idea was, hey, we got a chance – we, we got a maybe a title contending team here. If, if not, at least a team that could probably get to a Final Four – uh, let's not let them play in the tournament. And then people at L probably, like, I imagine it's like, uh, the scene in Elf where they're pitching the book movies, or, or the, the book, uh, ideas, not the movies, but the oh. book ideas. And they're like, so we got a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like Chuck Smurt said that and everybody's probably like, that seems like a terrible idea, but... I, you're a paid expert, so I guess we're gonna go with it. And then yeah, it was, he's it he's the a, Miles Finch. He yeah, is uh such a dumb idea. Such a dumb, dumb idea. And they went along with it like it was nothing. Oh man. Uh oh, do you want to do this next one, TJ? Uh somebody says do this in an Italian voice. Oh, okay. uh, when a Dino goes to a jail, he gets a meatball in his <laughs> I don't think they serve meatball subs in jail. <laughs> oh, you broke
0: up. <laughs> you, you broke up. I think you broke up there, TJ. I missed I missed the end of that Italian. That was actually I, a very I, good Italian voice.
1: I thought he just opted to not say it, Nick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I it was definitely the internet connection. Definitely the internet connection.
2: uh, uh oh, mamma mia. <laughs> <clears throat> Another oh, text so, you say know
0: making fun of Italians is way too much fun to stop. We're not making no. fun
2: of Italians. I just need <laughs> Italians to know we're not making fun of them uh, at all. And my wife is Italian, um so technically, well, I'll have an Italian kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no.
2: laughs> all of my all of my best wives are Italian. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're not making any friends in the Italian community. Oh, <laughs> A texter says that Genesis Diamonds has the best diamonds in the multiverse. Oh, wow. That's
0: comic book nerd. Now it's time to turn our attention to you guys. Oh, Sorry, Texas Italians. Said, you're done for the day. Come the for the says, comic book nerds.
2: Did any of you all listen to Rick Bettino on Rex's podcast? Genuinely one of the best UK-related podcasts I've listened to. Told awesome stories, especially regarding Kentucky and Cal. Only 45 minutes. Very easy to listen. I heard some of the sound clips, but I'm going to have to listen to the same thing. because yeah. Your recommendation means a lot, Texter, and I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, and I, I listened to his one with Jamal Masburn, and that was fascinating as well. So I'm all for um, hearing from guys talk about 90s UK basketball because – I mean, you know, we were just kids. We we knew it, but we didn't know it, know it. So this is this is a nice little way to get more acquainted with how things operated back in the day.
2: A texter says, I know Johnny Redbird. That guy's a jerk. A texter says, do you prefer plastic tees or wooden tees on the golf course? I could not care less.
1: Yeah, wooden. I got wooden for me.
0: I got the woodies, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Whatever's... I-
2: I don't like like the big goofy ones or the brush ones. Like as long as it's either just your normal plastic or normal wood, I'm fine. Go, with normal
0: it. length too. Like an extra long plastic one is just eh, feels awkward.
2: Are you all superstitious about tees? Like if you have some bad drives, do you ditch them or do you keep the same ones?
1: I don't pay any attention. I'm superstitious. Yeah, if it if it's
2: not working, I'll throw it away and grab another. I'm a pretty superstitious golfer, but tees don't that I don't get. Caught. I, I I just like to see how long I can keep them. Tees and balls, I like to keep track of how long I can keep them. John here. Good morning, doll. Now that was some good ball last night. I'm glad I took the Warriors plus five. Oh, I guess I owe you Sauceritas, John. That game was super close, as I thought it would be. This will be an exciting NBA playoffs. I say enjoy, guys. Have some playoff parties and have some pizza, or better yet, some wildly addictive chips from Salsaritas. And don't forget that extremely yummy queso. Well, now I'm hungry. Got to go. Talk to you later. Oh, we should have saved the Salsaritas ad for that, John. Sorry, buddy. Hey,
0: thanks, though. That was really nice of you. Uh, man, this isn't very nice. I mean, some of these takes are cheeks. Wow. He's calling our takes booty.
2: Hey, dare, Mac hey, and well Hold on, Rash. How dare you, Texter? Yeah, how dare you? Now, now continue, sorry
0: uh hate mac and UofL, but don't think they did anything wrong can't risk anything happening even if it is ugly
2: but but that's fine and we we brought that up i think that was probably my take yesterday but the you know that was as i let it stew a little bit longer i'm starting to get a little bit more confused why UofL went down that road no we brought that up as that's why they probably did what they did but i think there's just so many more avenues where this could have been swept under the rug and you didn't i, I and even in attempting to sweep it under the rug, how could it have blown up in your face where it looked bad? I don't even know where that would have happened. If I'm UofL, what I would have done is been like, Dino, what are you talking about? And when he brought it up, the violations, I almost would have gone to the NCAA right then and there and then said, hey, we already reported it as the NCAA, Dino, so what else you got? Yeah. Like, like you know, and, and at that point, does Dino let it out to the media where UofL reported then you talk about how little it is and how you're actually doing your job and on probation, you can't let anything slide. So we were making sure nothing slid. I don't know. I feel like we've brought up seven different solutions and all of them don't result in another federal extortion trial, right? Roush.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the federal extortion about as bad as it could get.
2: Like you know? you'd want to, you'd want to ignore that if possible. They didn't. And I feel like just a couple of bozos on the radio have figured out a few different solutions where, it would have been better off. But again, like we said, i it's a tough spot. How do you know what to do in that situation? It's tough.
0: Hmm. Real tough. But you know what, Texter? How dare you suck it? Don't question our authority. Another texture says, black bears are cute and cuddly. You just wind up petting it. Now a grizzly or a polar bear, it's going to kill you. No one would ever fight a black bear. That's not a psycho.
2: Yeah, black but, bears are great. Supposedly, black bears, if they do attack you, they are—they're trying to kill you. If grizzly bears may attack you just to like see what you are and figure out what you are, and they may just leave you alone. But supposedly, black bears—black bears will go for the kill. So if they do come after you, you need to be prepared to like fight to the death. Don't take my bear advice because I don't have any experience with bears. But I'm about to do about a 12-month training program to kill. One. <laughs> so hit me back up in a year.
0: Uh I, I want to say this is from Trevor Kelsey. The texter says, "Keep burning them, Cam."
1: <laughs> and
2: also to the to the texter that called our takes cheeks. I think cheeks is hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, You're good in good, my book, good. buddy. Yeah. Uh texter says, "All Kentuckians are awesome except those jerks that drove Mercedes in high school." Kidding. See uh, now, and, now now I'm offended.
0: And short people and Italians. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a texter says, "One of my st- students absolutely ripped loud i don't think i can say that word and 100% laughed out loud refusing to act professional i don't really get what's going on in that text
0: like they just played like the penis game where they like just yelled
2: okay yeah. um
0: uh, uh, I think that's I think that's what what he's referring to.
2: But. That's a weird text to send into a, a sports radio show. Yeah, a texter geez. says, "I wonder if the ACC is kicking themselves letting U in." And that's from Mook. Hey Mook, how's we need a baby update, buddy? I'm getting yeah. I'm starting to get a little nervous. You need to tell me everything's gonna be all right. Uh, I've thought about that before. The ACC with U baseball has been great, and the ACC women's basketball has been phenomenal. Football has been nothing to write home about. Basketball has been nothing to write home about. Um, ultimately, probably not. But like the scandals have to be because their sports have been solid enough. Um, but the scandals, they're they're probably all right with it still. As much as it'd be fun to be like the ACC, it regrets it to their core. At the end of the day, as long as they're still making some money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a business. Uh, was it Mac who recorded the conversation? If so, I wonder what made him think he had to Mac must've dealt with a Gino blow up before. Oh, I wonder if he's, ex- if this is just like, uh, extort me once shame on you extort me twice. Shame on me that this is Dino's kind of go-to card. Maybe he's a frequent flyer on the extortion train.
2: So, Texer, I don't know, obviously for sure, but the way that it's being portrayed is that it was Mac who recorded. And maybe somebody else was on the phone to record. I don't know, but it was like a conversation between Mac and Dino that was recorded. So it'd be safe to assume maybe it was Mac who did it. But that that's the way it's being portrayed. As Roush said, uh, with this being federal, we're gonna we're gonna get the details of it, and we'll you know the audio clip probably would be played. You would think so. We'll hear. We'll find out. It's just going to probably take a while, and that's what we come back to with UofL is now this gets to drag on again and again, and you get more updates, and now we know that UofL was committing some stupid violations. Are they big deals? No, but is also really big time in the doghouse, so what do you do in that situation? Pat Forty can still suck it, and uh, but I want to thank all the texters. This was a lot of fun.
0: It was, um, ex- except for those good-for-nothing Italians and short people
2: oh boy you're oh, really no, thank you. uh, you're you're really i mean what if what if you have to end up apologizing oh great oh great now we gotta worry about this oh
0: goodness hey, you know what at least you're not i'm not gonna get federally indicted
2: well you say that you just never know buddy everybody have a great day yeah, uh, enjoy your thursday it, it, this Italian is a fun start to the day freaks all short
0: people eastern kentuckians tall Central people kentuckians uh you know what, tall people on behalf of all tall people, we can just today we'll just suck it. You know,
2: we're just gonna suck it today. Anti-tall person's day. All right, we'll see. What a weird show. We'll self loathings tall person. This, uh, this is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin oh, Kalen, Tian Friday. I want you to try to help yourself.